This is the Word of God from the household of David Church. It is a message designed to raise men after God's own heart. Listen and be blessed. Hallelujah. All right. John chapter 2, from verse 1 to 5. John chapter 2, from verse 1 to 5. And in the third day, there was a marriage in Cana of Galilee, and the mother of Jesus was there. And both Jesus was called and his disciples to the marriage. So if you don't like going to for weddings, change your mind now, all right? Jesus went for weddings. Hallelujah. Verse 3, And when they wanted wine, the mother of Jesus said unto him, They have no wine. Verse 4, Jesus said unto her, Woman, what have I to do with thee? My hour is not yet come. Verse 5, can we read verse 5 together? And I want us to shout it. Want to go. Can we read it again? Want to go. Now, this time, I want us to read the, uh, the last phrase. The last phrase. No, you're not saying it. Want to go. Look at your neighbor. Say, whatsoever he says unto you, do it. So, in this short time, I've come to just tell us the key to the miracles that we want. Look at the neighbor say, the key to the miracle that you want. Hallelujah. This scripture is, 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 is a nice scripture. I like the fact that it said Jesus went for, for a party, you know. I, I'm, I'm one of those people, I'm not very good with parties. The only place where I like large, people, large congregation of people is in church. Anything from that does me somehow. But Jesus went for a wedding, and I'm sure there were plenty. And, um, you know, it was not just called, the invitation was not, it wasn't just to, this invite admits one, you know, said, and his disciples were also called. And um, when they wanted wine, the mother of Jesus said unto him, they have no wine. I still do not understand that part. Maybe when we get to heaven, why did Mary go to Jesus about the wine that has finished? Is it about the wine or about the finishing? I'm not sure. But this is the crux of the matter. Jesus said unto her, you know, my hour has not come. And verse 5 now says, his mother said unto the servants, whatsoever he says, do it. Hmm. So I'm going to break that phrase down. So let's take the first one, whatsoever it says. So that first phrase tells me something, that God is always talking. Am I making sense? That God is always speaking. The Holy Spirit is consistently looking to communicate with every believer. Whatsoever he says, Hebrews chapter 1, from verse 1 to 2. Bible says, God, who at sundry times and in diverse manner spake unto 
you know, in time past, spake unto the fathers by the prophets. He says, He hath in these last days spoken to us by his son, whom he hath appointed here of all things, by whom also he made the words. I he spoke to the fathers by the prophets. And when that dispensation you know went, he didn't say, Okay, um, we, we are not you know talking again. The Bible says he now speaks to us by who? By his son. Whom he had appointed heirs of all things, and by whom he also made the worlds. So can I ask you one question? If God is always speaking, who is this, who is he talking to? Any answer? Who is he talking to? All right, me. You. So, I believe Pastor said this again this Sunday. He says it a lot. That the Holy Spirit is always talking. Right? What is important is whether you are tuned in to the frequency at which he's speaking. So, he usually gives this example. So, you are watching your... DSTV at home, you can be watching any channel. However, it does not mean some other channels are not broadcasting. You have not tuned in. Am I making sense? So, God is always talking. Tell me about God is always talking. So, if you do not hear what God is saying, it is not that God is not talking, it's that you are not listening. Hallelujah is that you are not listening to what God is saying. And many times, what happens is, is, is not that um, we do not have the capacity to hear. If you are born again, you have the capacity to hear what God is saying. Usually, what is happening is that there is too much noise around us. And when I talk about noise, I'm not just talking about physical noise, somebody shouting around you. I'm talking about a lot of situations and circumstances that we you know, put around ourselves to make sure, you know, subconsciously, that we do not hear the voice of God. Many, many years ago, before I think before I even entered um, university, I was talking with someone, and then we were not arguing per se, we were talking about how it is not necessary and it is it, it's not a, it's not other put it now he was of the opinion that secular songs and all those things no big deal and i said yes no big deal because they are lawful but the bible says all things might be lawful but not all things are expedient hallelujah and i was trying to let him understand that one of the reasons why we have impairments on impediments in our work with God, in our work of faith, is that we put too many things that do not bring faith around us. Are you listening to me? So yes, God is speaking. And you say, I've not heard God. A lot of people have, have, you know, have told me that. I don't hear God. As though there is um, a special thing that they need you know, to be to hear God. If you are born again, you should hear God. You have the capacity to hear him. But there's so much noise around him. So indeed, there are a lot of things around, movies and songs and all that. And it does not mean they are wrong. 
But when your attention is focused on these things, most likely what's going to happen is that you are going to always be cut off from the frequency of the Spirit. The Holy Spirit will not be jamming its frequency with other things that you have surrounded yourself with. Are you listening? It's important that we understand what I'm saying. It's the foundation to what I'm about you know, to conclude. But it's important that we understand this. So I tell myself, given the environment I am, I move around. I already have, as far as I'm concerned, this is my own philosophy, I hear enough of secular songs around. I don't need it consciously in my car or in my phone. That's, that's where I move. I, hear it in, I, I even know some of them. I don't have them on my phone. I don't, but I move. So, when Pastor comes up and says, God said, so, so, so about somebody, and you see the crazy of what they are saying. What did, how did he hear? He heard just like I'm talking to you. Hallelujah. And you can hear just like that. The question is, are you tuned in? Or are you encumbered with so much noise around you? That's not the only noise that we have around. One of the greatest things that can block your, your, the frequency is bitterness. Amen? Which usually comes through, you know, as, it has like twin, twin brothers, envy, jealousy. As long as you do not allow the Holy Spirit to walk you through life consciously, what is going to happen is that you, there cannot be any vacuum. So if the Holy Spirit is not doing something in you, something else is happening in you. Hallelujah. So God is always talking. Tell your neighbor, God is always talking. Are you listening? God is always talking. Are you listening? So he says, whatsoever he says. So the first point I wanted to, you know, establish is that God is always talking. The second point is that word, whatsoever. Tell, tell your neighbor, say whatsoever. You see, as Christians, usually we have preconceived ideas of what we want God to say to us. Am I correct? <laughs> In specific situations, we want God to say something particularly. Am I correct? But the wisdom of God supersedes man's wisdom. Amen. I like to give this example many times. So if you have been, you know, in church, around church for quite a while, you probably have picked up many Christianese, right? One of it is, um, it is well, right? Another is, um, I'm healed. By his stripes, I'm healed, right? All right. <laughs> If your body falls sick, you feel some symptoms in your body, and um, you want to, you know, take up by faith and um, get out of that, you know, what most of us do, we just take one of those Christianities and 
By his stripes, I'm healed. Hallelujah. In the name of Jesus, by his stripes, I'm healed. If you are, you, you are here the last time I had the privilege of teaching, I said something. If you don't have a word, you are just joking. Many times we just run with whatever we like. Instead of us doing one simple thing. Holy Spirit, what's your word for this? Let me shock you. I've been in that situation and it did not give me anything that looked like by his stripes. You are healed. Do you understand? You see the difference. So somebody takes what he or she has heard, the Holy Spirit said to him or her, and speaks it, believes it, works it out, and somebody, somebody else just takes you know, one of those slangs that we say, begins to say it and says it doesn't work. So it's whatsoever he says, not whatsoever you think. Are you listening? It's whatsoever he says, not whatsoever I like to say. Is somebody hearing me? Say, tell anybody, whatsoever he says. Now let me shock you. Sometimes, no, let me say it well. Many times what he says does not make sense. Many times, what God says is inconvenient, illogical, and sounds foolish. First Corinthians chapter 1. Let me just show you something. If you consciously walk with the Spirit, you will receive instructions that will do your heart somehow. <laughs> do you know what I'm saying? He will tell you to do some things. You will practically put your hand on your head and be like, um, can this cup pass over me? He will tell you to do some things that in the normal scheme of things, they will not sound logical. Okay, let's start from verse 21. We're going to verse 21 to verse 25. Verse 21. First Corinthians 1 for verse 21. All right. For after that, in the wisdom of God, the world by wisdom knew not God. It says it pleased God by the foolishness of preaching to save them that believe. For the Jews require a sign, and the Greeks seek after wisdom. Let's wait, wait, wait. Just go back. 22. The Jews require a sign, and the Greeks seek after wisdom. Now, remove Jew and Greek. Many times, we want God... Okay, let me give you an example. So, I pray that in the name of Jesus, I receive the healing of God. I'm well. You move in that instance from that place, and you want a sign in your body to tell you that your prayer is answered. Are you listening? It doesn't usually work that way. Let me ask you a question. Which, which of these two characters do you think make, makes more sense? The man that believes what I say, regardless of whether I am physically there or not, and the one that says, until I see the card that you said, I will believe. Which one do you think I will love most? The, Listen, 
if you are a father, or let me just say a parent, whichever one, if you tell your child, I'm going to get this for you in, when I'm coming from work, you want your child to believe what you said. Am I correct? Your child needs to believe that regardless of whether you, he or she is seeing what you are saying right now or not. So when it comes to God, how come we come to God, we'll pray, and then we are telling God, I want it now. If I don't see it now, 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 now. When in many instances, even your child will believe that, okay, when daddy comes, daddy will bring it. And allows that time frame. And within that time frame, the child is not changing his or her mind about your authenticity. About the truthfulness of what you have said. Are you following me? Somebody is going to see that child two hours after and you tell child, my daddy said he's going to buy me bicycle. With such audacity, the guy does not want to know whether you have cash or you said it. My mommy said, I'm going to get a new dress for Christmas. And that child is going to stay strong in confession, knowing fully well that mommy is going to buy me a new dress. So what happens to us as Christians? We get up from the place of prayer and we begin to say the opposite of what we spoke with God, to God with. I don't understand. So we get off from that prayer point. When you were praying, you thought you believed that you know, what you have asked God about your business is going to come to pass. But you get off from there and you begin to say and behave in the total opposite of what you prayed about. Can you be like a child? Hallelujah. In other words, whatsoever it tells you, can you believe it face value? Can you hold on to your confession like a child and say, Daddy said. Are you following? Am I making sense? Daddy said, when I go to this workplace, this is what he's going to do for me. And you start that job, and in six months, it doesn't look like it, but you say, Daddy said. Not because you are seeing physical things that's, that, has, you know, that have aligned, but because Daddy said. What am I trying to push into our system today? That the word of God, when he says it, I know I tend to say some of these things a lot, but it's because they are fundamental. They are foundational. You cannot live this Christian life not understanding that when God speaks a word to you, that is what creates your word. You cannot live this, this Christian life as though God is just another person that you can choose to believe or not. If indeed you will live as a Christian and get the results of a believer, you must believe God. That's why you're called a believer. Are we making sense? But we preach Christ crucified unto the Jews a storming block and unto the Greeks foolishness. But unto them which are called, both Jews and Greeks, Christ the power of God and the wisdom of God. Verse 25. Because the foolishness of God 
is wiser than men. And the weakness of God is stronger than men. I don't care how wise you think you are. The foolishness, if, there is, if God can be foolish. The Bible says that foolishness is wiser than you. So when he says to you that thing that looks absurd, that does not make sense, it, is more, it has more wisdom in it than what you think is wise. Hallelujah. The foolishness of God is wiser than men. You, I, like, I like King James. He did not say the foolishness of God is wiser than the wisdom of men. It means that your wisdom and every other thing that you are, the foolishness of God is wiser. So when the wisdom of God tells you, don't marry that girl. No, she's fine. She has... You know, figure eight. When the wisdom of God says to you, Shola, Dupe, don't go to that school. No, it's really like I want to go. They say it's an afternoon school. The foolishness of God is wiser than men. And the weakness of God is stronger than men. Can we say it together? The foolishness of God is wiser than men. And the weakness of God is stronger than men. Now, personalize it. The foolishness of God is wiser than me. And the weakness of God is stronger than me. Is he thinking? Many times, one of the reasons why we think faith does not work is because we expect that every instruction is going to look cozy and nice. But the Bible says, by faith, some of, some of them were sown into two. Now, let me explain. Faith comes by hearing, right? It means that they knew by the inspiration of the Spirit that they were going to be sown into two. That's what that scripture is saying. I'm sure it does not sound like the wisdom of man. Who wants to die? Are you following what I'm saying? But in that supposed foolishness, if God opens your eyes to what has happened from that singular event, what has cascaded, you'll be surprised that from one person supposedly sown in two and losing his or her physical life probably has come thousands and thousands of Christians. The foolishness of God. You know, when I was preparing for this, this scripture, it just, this particular verse just stuck, just, just stuck. I just the foolishness of God. God is not foolish, though. but if there was any way to say that there was a foolishness in God, he says that you cannot compare it to the wisest of anything that man is. So when God speaks a word, gives you an instruction, gives you something to do, regardless of how it sounds, let me give you a practical example, or one or two examples. Before I moved to Lagos, God said, start going to HOD, I was in Ibadan. I used to come to HOD from Ibadan. Obviously, it's not foolish. No, answer me now. 
almost everybody that I knew, especially in Ibadan, used to think I was mad. I wake up Sunday morning, go to a war road, I didn't have a car, sit down, pay money, get to, you know, beggar, drop, take transport. Initially, we were still, we were in 2024, we went to Big Treat. Take transport, come to White House. Sometimes on Sunday, I sleep over till Monday and go back. Sometimes I go back on that Monday. I can never forget a particular Sunday where in Blue Pair. So I was going back to the street here. And it was raining and the rain beat me. Only for me to get to Ojota, Ojota was dry. When I entered the bus, honestly <laughs> speaking, that's one of the most embarrassing days of my life. <laughs> because I sat in front. The, the other one was just looking at me like, I was dripping. <laughs> you know, their bikes used to, you know, they had it bad. So I just took a bike. And then before we got to Kwebi, it started raining. And by the time we left, you know, the road into Oregon, it was dry. Ah! And I was wet. And I was going to Ibadan. But you know, not to bore you, the, the obedience of that instruction has brought many things. Let me give you an example. The timing, I know some of us will like this, this one, the timing that God gave me to ask my wife to marry me, I wasn't ready. I said, when I get to 400 level, I can be very serious, really. I can be very focused. I want to get to 400 level and all that. But the break between, between 200 level and 300 level, she was one year my junior, which means she was going from 100 to 200, right? So we're phrased normally. I can still, I don't think I've ever had any other experience like that. I was sleeping, I was in Kuti, I was in my friend's room. And at least four different times, I actually felt someone tap me and wake me up. And my friend, funny enough that day, he decided that um, prayer was checking in. So he went to pray. That there was, so I was the only one in the room. So who was tapping me? Maybe God had to do that because I was not ready. So he, he told, that was when he told me, that is the person you're going to marry. Yeah, start walking towards, telling her, ah, ew. Now, there were issues. I had like, we're like a group of five. Among, um, please don't listen to this message. So among the five of us, Number one, she was first close to one person, which you all know is in this church. And then another person, which was in his room that time. And then, so if you, if you grade it, like I was number three. <laughs> so, <laughs> when they gave up for praying, I'm telling you, <laughs> Oga, are you doing something? 
God told me something. And he said, ah, it's not, it's not doing it. He has let it go. I said, ah, you are a man of the spirit. <laughs> and then, you know, to cut the long story short, I told her, she first ran away. Many people don't know that part. You know, I used to be like school daddy now. So school daddy is now turning, you know. So, so she told me many things that she has. She, she, she changed many, many times. Big bros, Captain D, all those kind of stuff. When I had her out, she changed it back to big bros. Like, what's, what's doing this guy? <laughs> Eventually, she said yes. Actually, actually, wait, calm down. <laughs> Why people? All the while, I was just giving her hints. So I didn't speak until I was sure. So the day I asked that was the she said yes. So it wasn't like it took time, but I was just dropping hints. And the hints she was getting, I said, you know, it's Big Bros. She'll change my name on her phone to Big Bros, Big Bros, Big Bros, Big Bros. I'm still Big Bros now, all right. Okay, so. <laughs> But when I was in 400 level, I saw the wisdom of all God did. I know I'm not that fine. But sincerely speaking, I think I would have been confused if I waited to, to 400 level. Because there were not plenty. Just friends, you understand? But even at the time when I asked that out, there were one or two people. Let me go into that story, you know, and it cost mm, serious, you know. Somebody said, I hate you. I said, what did I do? I was not in relationship with you now. What happened? I saw the wisdom of what God. I'm just trying to tell you that when God says something, irrespective of how it sounds, if you knew what I went through in my circle of friends and in fellowship because I told her to marry me at that time, you don't want to know. It was bad. Like, a lot of people, no, yeah, from, from me, depending on who they were talking to, whether it was out, they were talking to, or, or they were talking to me. People, people, somebody said, how can, Captain, how can you want to go out with somebody like, someone like that? She's, what, what does she even know in talking about spiritual stuff? The day she became part of that fellowship, I remembered, God is wise. The same person that they said that does not know what became a pastor of that fellowship. I didn't see it, but God saw it. My wife is deep. I didn't see it there, but God saw it. Hallelujah. I know, we like that one. <laughs> so it doesn't matter how illogical or foolish God's instruction sounds to us. Obeying, acting on them is the key to every miracle. Hallelujah. So it doesn't matter if God told you to walk on water like Peter. Or God told you to build an ark like Noah. Or God told you to leave your father's house like Abraham. Or God even told you to spit on somebody's eyes like Jesus. You know that story? Like Jesus put hand 
Speech. Put. You know? <laughs> Put it. Put it like this. Do you see? Ah! Please, where do you want to learn that one? How to open eyes 101. Put spit. Shake the sand. Scoop it. Do it like this. Which school do you want to learn it? Hallelujah. Are you following me? But did the man see? Sorry. If you were the man, is it the speed that is doing you or you want to see? So excuse me. If you need that miracle, can you just follow the instruction God has given you? Can you just listen to his word and just follow him? Regardless of how stupid it sounds. Abi? Is it that is it the people looking at you that is the issue, or you getting what God wants you to get? Whatsoever he says, do it. That's what Mary said to the servant. Whatsoever he says, do it. You know how passionate I am about this. You know why? I meet a lot of Christians who complain, and I'm like, okay, listen, number one, the people that don't complain, it does not mean that physically speaking, everything about their life has aligned. They've just seen what you have not seen. They've decided to follow what you have not decided to follow. So, and when you are like that, regardless of the fact that you are in the, in the valley of the shadow of death, you will fear no evil. You know why? Because you know whom, in whom you have believed. You know that he said that you will get to the other side. That was what the disciples lost track of. When Jesus said, let's go over to the other side. And they were in the boat. And, they, you know, the wind came and all that. And he was sleeping. Listen, before they started, he already said, let's go to the other side. As far as God is concerned, when that word was released, it was impossible for them not to get to the other side. You didn't hear me. It was impossible because the word of God had already gone forth. It was impossible for them not to get to the other side. So if you have his word, it is impossible for it not to come to pass. I am challenging us today. Can we live our lives such that no matter what we see, we will stick with the word. Hallelujah. It doesn't matter whether you are stumbling, you know, stammering like Moses. He says, go speak to Pharaoh, you go. It doesn't matter whether you are Cornelius and um, you've not even heard God say nothing before. And he came and said, send men to Joppa and call one Peter that you don't even know. You obey. Because hearing is your salvation. Hallelujah. Can we rise up? We're going to pray and in relocation, in marriage, or any other thing. I know these days, because of you know Nigeria and all that, some, everybody wants to just jet out. But some people, their location, their location prematurely is going to cost them so much harm. So we're going to pray that every one of us, we are led and we allow ourselves to be led that no 
none of us will make hasty decisions concerning relocating, concerning marriage, concerning anything, especially in this 2019. I'll begin to pray. Listen, I want us to pray very seriously that none of us will make hasty decisions concerning anything concerning relocating traveling getting married who to marry in the name of Jesus we listen to what the spirit is saying and we comply in the name of Jesus man makes the right decisions no matter what no matter the supposed pressure every man, every woman, every child makes the right decision every family anyone that is not supposed to relocate will not relocate anybody that is supposed to will do so but anyone that is not supposed to will not it's an order, our paths are set in the name of Jesus name we'll pray in Jesus name we'll pray thank you for listening to the teaching we believe you have been blessed worship with us at David's Court number 25 Mojidi Street off Towing Street Ikeja, Lagos on Sundays our first service starts by 8am and our second service by 10am while our midweek service starts by 7pm on Wednesdays Go and do great things. God bless you.